Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome, my dear friends. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm thrilled you're with us today. We haven't done much on with dreams on Seek Reality, largely because I almost never remember any of my own dreams. I've tried. I can't. I'm a dream illiterate. However... We do know about communication dreams, and I'll just remind you of those. Those that we used to think were dead will come to us in dreams that feel more real, actually, than most dreams usually feel. Communication dreams often convey a message, and they remain with us forever, but they're rare. I've had two communication dreams in my life, one from my father and one from my horse, and his was spectacular. We recently had animal communicator Karen Anderson as our Seek Reality guest, and I talked then about my beloved horse Bo's wonderful communication dream that he gave me a few nights after his death. I still treasure it. I also had a reading with a dream interpreter. Someone gave it to me as a gift not long ago about a series of dreams I had had decades ago back when I was still remembering dreams and that was interesting. So I'm starting to open my mind up a bit. I'm coming to see now that there may be more to dreams than I had ever suspected. So when the opportunity presented itself to share with you a genuine expert on dreams. I was really eager to visit with today's guest. Kathleen O'Keefe Kavanaugh is a prominent dream expert whose recent book is called Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Diseases. It's co-authored by a physician named Larry Burke, and her book even carries a foreword by Dr. Bernie Siegel, who's famous, and he wrote Love, Medicine, and Miracles. So this is a well-blurbed book, and I think the premise is extraordinary that our dreams will tell us before anybody else can tell us that we're sick. Welcome, Kat. I'm so glad you're here. Well, thank you, Roberta. I'm glad I'm here, too. This is going to be like a party, a visitation yes. party. So all your <laughs> listeners, don't be surprised if you get a visitation dream tonight. We've opened oh, up those lines. Oh, my goodness. You think that might even happen to me? Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've had two in my entire life. That's it. But that, I'm very interested in, in this now and learning more about something I really have tried to avoid my whole life. So mm-hmm. first, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, a little background for, for our listeners? How, how did you start in this field? And where were you before? Well, you know, uh, Roberta, if you had told me, I I don't know, maybe 20 years ago that I was going to be a dream expert on dreams that can save your life and precognitive dreams and that I was going to write a book with a Duke University, um, uh, yeah, Dr. Larry Burke, and that our book was going to win the Nautilus Book Award and go into audio, uh, audibles, and also be translated into Italian. I would tell you you were nuts. <laughs> I would uh-huh. say, I don't know what you're smoking, but either give me some or go away. But yes. what happened was I was just, um, you know, playing, uh, playing at life, basically. I would get up in the morning and my biggest 
concern was what tennis outfit I was going to wear to go play tennis. And then we would all try and figure out where we were going to go eat. Um, you know, my husband spoiled me rotten, took such good care of me that he made me an offer I couldn't refuse. He offered to pay me more to stay home than to work. Where, are you serious? Travel with you him. like him back home and we could check and see if there are any more like that? I mean, that's a very rare <laughs> husband, I have to tell you. Yeah, so then, fast forward, not very many years after we were married, and I started having these um, recurrent dreams. That's a dream that you keep having over and over and over again. And in my case, Roberta, I would be having my regular nightly dream that you wouldn't bother to remember uh, because it wasn't really all that important. And all of a sudden, the dream would freeze while I was in it. And that would kind of shock me. And then my dream would, would develop a window, like a window on your computer, which would then turn into a door. And through that door would walk these Franciscan monks. Oh, yeah. my word. And, and it would get my attention. And yes. at that point, I couldn't forget the dream, no matter what I did. Right. And they came up to me and they said, you need to come with us. We have something to tell you. And they took me, Roberta, into this room between realms is what I called it. It's an area of neither the living nor the dead, but the living and the dead can visit there. It's like a waiting room. And these monks told me I had breast cancer and to go back to my doctors whom I had just seen for a mammogram, blood test, and physical. And this went on for three months, during which time I kept having these same recurrent dreams. And it turned out that finally I convinced my doctor to do exploratory surgery because the monk said nothing else was going to work. And I was in stage two breast cancer with it in my lymph nodes. And that wow. was the beginning of everything. And they, could, yep. they couldn't tell? The doctors could not tell? No. Wow. And they couldn't tell with recurrence because I'm a three-time breast cancer survivor. My dreams diagnosed it every single time. And the second time, Roberta, it was a 9 by 11 centimeter area, and they missed it again with mammograms. Oh, my word. Well, that's a little alarming, speaking as someone who is similarly equipped, and my goodness. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so does this happen fairly often? They, they um, can't 30%, 30% of women who have large breasts, and, and I did, um, find that mammograms give them false negatives, not a false positive, but a false negative. In other words, they miss it. Oh, and, my goodness. Um, yeah, and so my, you know, I just want to kind of get this in here. If you're listening and you, and you are a woman who goes for, for mammograms and you do have large breasts, always ask for an MRI every now and then because 30% of women have missed mammograms and um, oh. it can be life-threatening. Wow. Wow, that is amazing. So that that made you realize dreams are kind of an important thing. If they oh, can yeah. help you with this, wow. So then you became interested in studying dreams? Well, I started to become interested in it to a degree because I needed to stay alive. Yeah, kind of basic, <laughs> so I, right? I kind of had to study them. But you know what? Roberta, there wasn't much studying to it because in my dreams, my precognitive dreams, my lucid dreams, which is what they became, as soon as I'd see the window pop up, I'd go, oh, no, I'm dreaming that I'm dreaming again. (laughs) You know, it was like that tell. And um, I found that 
people would speak to me just as we're speaking in the dream. And there were no real signs or symbols other than a feather that one of the monks gave me to use as a sword to cut through all the red tape the doctors were throwing in front of me. I remember this story from your book. This is fun. Wow. So, So otherwise they were talking just like we are. Yeah, wow. People are wondering, where were where were these meetings taking place? Well, they were taking place in the astral. We all mm-hmm. travel in the astral at night, and the, the dead frequently meet with us there. I mean, you think you haven't seen Grandma in many years. You maybe see her, saw her last night. You just don't remember it. And we meet with our guides there as well. So um, these clearly, were they your guides? Did you figure out who these monks were? At first, uh, no, but then I realized these were my spirit guides, and, and up until that time, you know, I'm, I'm sure that I remember them vaguely showing up in dreams every now and then. Like, I remember a dream from when I was, like, 18, where I was walking in a garden with a monk and asking myself, what am I doing in a garden oh, with a monk? And he was telling me about elephants and the plants in there. So, they, yeah, and, and, and an alligator. I remember that. There was an elephant, an alligator, and plants. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so I, I saw them then, but they, they were teaching me. They were not in the process of saving my life. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is so much fun. So, so are, are they actual or did actually monks, or did they just sort of dress like monks? Um, so you'd know who they were each time you saw them, or what? What was the monk thing? I I don't know, Roberta. People ask me all the time, why monks? Why didn't you have like an ancient uh, Asian guy or yes, some talking right. dog? And I'm like, dog I don't know. All I know is they definitely got my attention because yes. I'm not even Catholic. So to have Franciscan monks walk into my dreams with their hoods up so I can't even see their faces, the first thing that jumped into my mind, and probably for a lot of your listeners, is, oh, my God, did they have a sickle? Was it the Grim Reaper? But they did not. They had on their their um, monk habitat, you know, they they had on their their robe and and the the belt that's made out of rope and their their sandals, and uh, that's all I really saw. But they, but you couldn't see their faces. They their bonds. No. Oh my word, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that was so you would recognize them from your childhood. You'd you'd be able to tell these were the same beings, possibly. I don't know, but they they do interesting things. Our guides do. They appear to us in interesting ways, and sometimes it's a long time before we can figure out just why they're doing what they're doing. But I. I think it's. I'm confident they were your guides, and I think they were telling you not only that you had cancer, but that you had a gift that you needed to share. So often, that's what our guides are telling us. So that is beautiful. How did you learn more about dreams then? Because it's a whole field. It turns out I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I I wrote my first book. Uh, surviving cancer land, the intuitive aspects of healing, because I thought, you know, I can't really keep this information to myself because um, there are other women out there who are being told by their doctors to go home that they're healthy and they're having these recurrent nightmares and they're going back to their doctors and they're being given pills to help them sleep better. Are you telling (laughs) the other women that are having this happen and... So, so it's like a phenomenon. It's not just yeah. you. No. Oh, oh my goodness, no. I mean, in the book, Larry and I wrote uh, together, we have 
30 plus dreams. The back book of the uh, of that book, uh, the backbone of that book is are his 20 women uh, who he did the research, the breast cancer dream research right. on at Duke University Medical. So right. now I'm so, not alone. I thought it was all alone. But so when he were you the first one he found who who had this experience, or was this something he was already studying when he met you? He was already studying it. He had his research going, and so then he needed um, some more uh, people for his research group. He needed 20. I think he had 19. He was looking for that last one and yeah. came across my information on the Internet and called me and said, will you be in my research group? And I said, well, sure. Um, and so out of the 20 of us, Roberta, only one did not make it. And, and we all had advanced breast cancer. No, nobody was like in the early, early stages, um, which in, in the book there are other people who are in early, early stages. But yes. this group had, it, had more advanced breast cancer. And the only one that died, Roberta, and I almost hate to say this, is the one who listened to her doctor and went home and waited six months. Isn't that appalling? When you think yeah. about it, isn't that appalling? Yeah. Why, he just mm-hmm. didn't believe her dreams? Was that the problem? Yes, he didn't believe her dreams, and she was a nurse. And a lot of nurses, you know, they really, really uh, revere their doctors. They, oh, they yes. really believe everything that they say. And the doctor said, look, we did this test. There's nothing there. It's just a concern that you, you're just having nightmares. Just ignore them. Go home. Come back in six months with oh, you again. My and when word. she did, when she did, it was it, it had metastasized through her whole body. Oh my lord! And and the problem was these were women who were fuller figured, larger breasts, mm-hmm. and and therefore the mammogram was not able to really pick up the the mm-hmm. earlier stage. Oh my goodness! Is that awful? And and, and you want to hear something else that's probably going to make you scream your head off. Oh, I would. I tried <laughs> not to do that. Too. <laughs> right, right. What? You know, when after the first, uh, my first cancer was finally found uh, with the with the um, surgery, with exploratory surgery, they kept using mammograms again, which had missed it the first time, and they kept saying, "Why are you using mammograms when they missed it the first time?" And their answer was, "We are the best mammogram sensor in the world, and mammograms are only as good as the people who give them and the people who read them." And yes. then they missed 9 by 11 centimeter area, which was lobular oh. cancer, really dangerous, the one that, that Elizabeth Edwards died from in a much smaller one, stage 2. And oh. because they were using mammograms again instead of okay. using wow. an MRI. Yeah, that is very upsetting. Um, it's <laughs> I'm closer to the medical community than I've ever let people know. My husband is a retired pathologist, so mm-hmm. I I know from doctors and I know from how we respect doctors, and uh, maybe that's not always the smartest thing to do because sometimes they believe their own press, which is something none of us should do, and and. Um, He's a sweetie, but that's because he's been retired for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Well, so- you know, and I tell people all the time, I wouldn't be alive if it weren't for my doctors, really. The, you know, the treatment right, they right. gave me once we got it was perfect. And I also wouldn't be alive without my spirit guides. So when you yes. take dreams and you mix it with modern medicine, you come out with a healing that's greater than the sum of its individual parts. Oh, how beautifully that was said. 
That is so true. So we, we should be listening. Our body, our guides, knowing our bodies, will tell us things. Okay, well, mm-hmm. that, let's, let's stop and ask, what are dreams anyway? What is a dream? Well, you know, there, there are so many. Nobody really has a definition for a dream. Um, any more than they can really tell you about the anatomy of a spirit. Um, but, oh, yeah. there, you, you know, there are different ideas. Some people say, well, dreams are just random firings of your brain once you go to sleep. Uh, but I say our dreams are a gift. They're, they're a gift from God with which we were born. And when we go to sleep, our dreams become sacred doorways to the divine. And through that divine travels our spirit guides and our guardian angels. And we were all born with spirit guides and guardian angels. We're their job, and they right. take that job very seriously. Very. They're the only job they have. And yes. we are a combination of mind, body, spirit. And in order to keep the body well, the spirit and the mind have to connect with our, where we came from, the divine. And we do that through dreams. So so you believe dreams are very important then, are an important part of our lives. Absolutely. I believe that there are GPS for staying on our life purpose. And by the way, Roberta, we were all born with a purpose. Even if our parents tell us we happened in the back seat of that old Ford, <laughs> right. it wasn't accidentally, it was accidentally on right. purpose. And right. so our dreams keep us oh, on that right path as we're going through life because life is confusing and you can get lost very easily. Okay, well then, I, I mean, this is true. I, I have memories of childhood dreams. That's how long I've remembered them. But for the past 20-some years, except for those communication dreams, and there were only two of them, I really don't remember my dreams why? Mm. Well, I there's a number of reasons. And Canada, mm. I still don't remember them. Yeah. What, why? Well, it, it could be a number of reasons. Number one, it could be hormonal change. Sometimes women have problems remembering dreams when they have hormonal changes. Another really? one is, and I tell this to people all the time, maybe you don't need to. Remember, Roberta, you're very connected with the spirit realm. And so you may not need an actual dream. You may be just downloading information, uh, channeling information. You don't, you don't really need to go into the dream world to do that. So rather than dream, doing dream work and waking up tired because you've been working so hard in the dream realm, you actually get to sleep because you do all your work during the day. That, that well... I- I suppose. I I mean, I know I meet with my guides at night because routinely they'll leave me messages in the morning. But, um, but you know, having the – I used to enjoy my dreams. I don't have any now. So maybe that – maybe it is because I'm being more efficient. I, I just don't know for sure. But um, Maybe you but, need to set your intention. You know, I, I, I have my So Dream acronym that I use to help people remember dreams. And one of them, the O, the, the first letter, S, is set your intention. Say, I want to remember my dreams tonight. I want to remember them. When you're lying down in bed, you've got your head on the pillow, and you're getting ready to go to sleep. Maybe even write it down on a piece of paper and put it under your pillow so you can dream or sleep on that intention and, you know, read it off the paper with your eyes because your eyes are the windows to your soul and your soul will carry it over into your dream realm and see if you remember your dream. 
But do you think that the fact that I don't remember them may be um, coming from my guides directly? Because I am, I'm always in communication with my guides. And it may, although they never tell me why I don't dream, it may be that they don't, maybe they're preventing it. Maybe they just it feel could like, be. It's it's certainly possible. I know that when I was working so deeply with my guides that I could hear them during the day. I could hear them speak to me like we're speaking right now, just as clear as a bell. I remember I went in again to have my my mammogram checked with the radiologist right there. They took the mammogram, then I go in and have it checked, and he gets and he said, "Mrs. Cannabis, congratulations! It's your five year period, and you are cancer free. Go home." And my guide orbed right into the room and said, "You tell him to look right here." And my oh, guide no. pointed. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, tell me you are not here. And so I did. I pointed to this spot on the man, uh, on the mammography, and and I said, what about right here? And he turned in his chair, and he looked at me, and he said, that's not the breast that had the cancer. It's healthy. Go home. And that's when I went down to L2, down in the lower level to radiology, and I said, I want an MRI, and oh, by the way, I'm not leaving until I get it. Oh, good for you. You've got to advocate for yourself sometimes if you're a patient. Yes, That's do. for sure. Oh, wow. So was that cancer too? You had cancer there? Yes. That was the one that was a 9 by 11 centimeter. Oh, and they my missed word. It. They, 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 they couldn't seem to see it, but my guide saw it right there on the mammogram, and he yes. pointed to it, and I pointed to it, and the doctor looked at it and said, still can't see anything. So... That's what why we need to connect with our guides. Yes, and what a wonderful thing you're doing. I mean, they have given you the gift of a wonderful thing you can do for so many people. People are listening to the, to us speaking now whose lives are going to be changed by the fact that you are telling them these things. I mean, this is this is just beautiful. And there are people Thank listening you. now who are saying, "Why can I I don't know my guides?" Well, we we are we are, I I hear from people a lot now because I talk about my own guides so so frequently and uh, we're we're doing a series on uh, a blog post on robertagrimes.com as we are at this moment. I mean, It'll be in the past by the time you hear this, probably. But we talk about them there. And if you want to know more about how you can connect with your guides, don't hesitate to send me a contact through robertagrimes.com and say, hey, I need to know this stuff because you do need to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. The vibration of this planet is rising as we speak. This is being done by people who are far above our pay grade. People not in bodies, but we are. It's it's going to be part of that for us to connect more with our guides, and it's going to be much easier than it ever was. You'll be able to do the things that Cat is doing and that, that I do with Thomas, uh, and so you know, it's like the trains get ready to leave the station. We've all got to get on board. This is the new age, literally. That all the new age nonsense. Well, that was just prelude. Now we are really going to come to understand the truth about who and what we actually are, and our guides are the key to that. So, how perfect that that's what happened to you. This is amazing and wonderful. No, thank so, you. So, do you do you now help other people who have? Um, dreams and want to know you know about their dreams because there are some people who do that is that what you do or what you do yes i also do dream therapy um and i've been contacted by some people to actually do some dream therapy with people and and in um both of my books i think i've got cases where i helped people with their dreams for dream therapy and let me tell you something roberta dream therapy is amazing you can use lucid dreams to go back 
and fix something in your past overnight. It yes. saves you a ton of money and a ton of time. <laughs> that's, well, those are the two things we don't have enough of. So, yes, yes. That's, that is really wonderful. So is this something mm-hmm. that others do or is this something you're working on uh, yourself that, that you've learned how to do? Um, well, I've, I've learned how to do it. I've helped so many other people do it as well. Um, and, you know, I, I, so, you know, yes, I do do dream therapy for other people, guide them through their dreams to, to come up with the answers to their own, um, to their own life purpose or why they're having that dream or to solve issues that they might have with passed over loved ones, that's usually one of the biggest ones. Um, You know, they're having issues with somebody else who died and they have unresolved issues or they have a broken heart. Dreams are amazing at mending hearts. So, you know, if you've lost your loved one and you feel like your, your heart is just dropped to your toes, your dreams can help mend your heart because they can come and talk to you. In your dreams, you're only a dream away from them. That is so true. And, and in, I mean, it's a whole thing in the field where, where I practice, which is um, trying to understand the greater reality. Communication dreams are a whole thing. And if mm-hmm. you wonder, if you dream about someone you love and you wonder, gee, was that a communication dream? Usually there mm-hmm. is a message in them, although often it's not a spoken message. But if you still remember that dream, that not, the night after it happened, that was a communication dream because most dreams will fade, you know, middle of the day or, or sooner. But um, mm-hmm. I, my two were, are years ago now, and I still remember them as vividly as I did the next morning. So, uh, all right. So, one of the things you talk about is dream journaling, and that's important. What tell tell us about that? Well, you know, if you dream journal, what you just talked about happening, having your dreams disappear won't, won't happen. As soon as you wake up, if you write your dream down, even if you think it's nothing, it's not, it's not an important dream, it's really possible that what you had was a precognitive dream. And then four or five days or maybe even four or five weeks later, boom, you see the dream come through into your waking world. And the signs and symbols you saw in the dream uh, that you had, that precognitive dream, suddenly show up in your waking world, and that's called validation. And now you know that you were able to communicate with your spirit guides. They took you on the time continuum that, that you know um, Einstein talked about all the time and showed you a bit of the future why? Because there was a reason you needed to see that then to possibly save your life or to possibly oh, wow. save somebody else's life. Oh, so my goodness. You, all of a sudden you see these signs and symbols popping up, and instead of continuing to drive, you get off the road, and boom, there's a runaway truck that goes through a stop sign and would have taken you and everybody in your car out. So this is a real kind of thing that does happen. It's in our second book. We have a a man who sent us a dream. He said, you you know, I have this dream. It's not about health, but it is about life. And he said, I kept having this recurrent dream of sliding down a a snowy uh, hill in the car with my daughter. The car's going sideways. I'm seeing black ice, and then I see nothing, but I hear horns. And he says, all I can remember is seeing a stop sign and feeling the car turning. 
and thinking to myself, I need to get off the road. And within six months, when it snowed, and there was a big snowstorm, and they shut down, uh, the, the child wasn't even able to walk down to get onto the bus, the father decided to take the child to school, and he started seeing things showing up in the waking world that he had seen in that horrific oh. dream. Got off the road, and the truck came screaming through really? sideways yes. wow. on the ice. Wow. And it saved his life. It saved his child's life. So, all right. So, so what you're saying is it makes sense to get a little booklet, mm-hmm. um, you know, black book, and then when you, have, when you wake up in the morning and the, a dream is fresh in your mind, you just write it down. Yes, that's it. Write it down. Write your dream down. And then go back and start underlining all the words that are important to you or plays onwards that you heard because another thing and I know you know this Roberta our loved ones when they pass over to the other side they do not stay old and decrepit no, <laughs> nobody no. wants to be old and decrepit no, not they even get over gorgeous. there that's right they look they're prime they're gorgeous so if you've only seen your grandparents or great-grandparents when they were old, they may come into your dream as the 20-somethings, gorgeous 20-somethings, and talk to you. Their play on words sometimes will, 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 will give you that hint when you're writing them down the next morning. Oh, my gosh, my grandma used to say that all the time. It probably was your grandma. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, they, they uh, so now everyone is saying, well, how do, how do we recognize them if they all look young? Well, we're, we're told that in the in the afterlife realities, we recognize one another by our energies. It doesn't matter how we look. And I have to assume that's true because that's what all the dead tell us, although it's still hard to, for me to imagine because here we are so focused on how people look and yeah. sort of the superficial things. But apparently it's different there. So that's all yeah. something to look forward to now. Mm-hmm. So and that's why you want to write everything down in your journal, even if you think it's unimportant because it could be very important later. And then you can go back and do what's known as dream tracking. And dream tracking is where you go back into your journals and you look for a dream that seemed to tell you something important because something that just happened triggered that dream. Wow. Okay. Yes. Of course, it's a lot better if you happen to be someone who has dreams. I don't know. I wouldn't have much to, to journal about. But I can see that that with all the information that you've gotten from dreams, um, and, and I can see that this is a very important area where we really have to talk more, especially as the veil continues to thin between this reality and the greater reality. Um, more and more people are going to start to have these experiences, have these dreams, um, have the ability then um, with your help, with the help of people who are expert in this area to, to get this whole other window on what's actually going on. We live so blind, but this is another way for us to be in contact with our spirit guides to understand much more of what is going on. Absolutely. Yes, that's so true. And, and you know, we have to remember something else. For other people who are listening in and they're going, well, you know, Roberta, I don't dream either. We have daydreams. <laughs> yeah. So I hear you. I understand. But we do have daydreams 
And a lot of times what will happen is when we're having a daydream and our mind is wandering, we're sitting at our desk at work, our mind just kind of takes off and goes in its own little direction, it will walk over and open up a dream door. And it will show us little bits and pieces from a previous dream. And suddenly, we're sucked into the dream again and we remember it. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, a recurring dream, which I had I had one recurring dream in childhood, that, and it, it was it was of a big house. I talked about this when, um, when I don't know, I, we, a while back we had some... Um, uh, Someone else who talked about dreams, and it was a it was a happy place. It was a house I really liked. I, I was I, it was very familiar to me, even though it was this big fancy house. I didn't grow up in a fancy house, and I know I had never been there in life. And um, things would change in the dream as I got older. I mean, what was outside was different, or um, I just. That kind of, a, and many people, I think, have recurring dreams like that of a familiar mm-hmm. place or becomes a familiar place. What does that mean if that happens? I, I think, well, when people have told me about that, uh, the same thing basically, and they said, but I, I never lived in that house. I have right. never been to that house. My first response is, but maybe you just didn't live in it in this lifetime. I wondered about you, that. Yeah. You can be remembering because remember, we change bodies. But our spirit, our soul remains the same. It just inhabits a new body. And you may be remembering a life that you really, really enjoyed, or in some cases, a life that was really horrific. A lot of people will revisit those lives in this lifetime in their dreams. And one of the reasons that they do that is sometimes it can be triggered by meeting another person from that lifetime in this lifetime, and they need guidance on how to deal with that person, maybe in this lifetime they need to walk away from that person. Maybe in this lifetime you don't marry them again. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, in right. this lifetime you, you say once was enough, thank you very much, and you go and you find the right person for you. Huh. So is this something people can learn to do then? Is this something you teach or mm-hmm. that you, how it to is. How to be in your dreams, how to be aware of your dreams, how to use them to get guidance in your life. Is it a way also to connect with your guides if you're having trouble doing that? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's a way to connect with your guides. And like I said, just set that intention. They want to talk to you. Big time. Yeah, big time. And and when you, you do say to them, I really want to connect with you in my dream world so that, that, that we can open a channel and communicate, and then they do communicate with you. Let's say they, they say something to you like, um, you need to get out of your chair. That's all you hear is, you need to get out of your chair. And you say, okay, i got nothing to lose. And you tell people, okay, I've got to use the restroom. I'll be right back. And you leave. And you come back and you find out that the ceiling fell in on your chair while you oh. were gone. You oh, just rewarded your guides. You Sort of like yeah. when our parents used to say, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. And when you started doing what they said, you were rewarding them. And then they would give you more guidance. Well, your spirit guides are the same way. When you follow what they say, and they're never, ever going to tell you to do something that's hurtful or painful no. or against anything that you believe in in this lifetime. So if you hear those voices, 
that's a whole different story and that's a whole different radio show. But if you're hearing them say something like, you know, um, go into the kitchen and get a glass of water and you do it, you're rewarding them and they're showing you, yes, the, the lines are open. We want to communicate. We're glad you're hearing us. We're glad that you're, you're following our directions. Now let's get to work. And you'll really hear them a lot. Wonderful points. Everyone, understand you can't be in a body without at least one spirit guide. This is the deal we make when we come in. The guide helps us plan our lives. The guide helps us hit our marks. Your your spirit guide is your very best eternal friend. Loves you. They're always sort of more advanced than we are spiritually, too. So you can these are people who know what they're doing and are trying to help us grow as well. So um, mm-hmm. at, as as you said beautifully, Kat, they're 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 a hundred percent, a thousand percent on our side, and they won't they suggest we do anything that is not in our best interest. But they will desperately try, no matter. And some people are very stubborn and sort of obstreperous with their primary guides. They do not want to obey. And, and and I know because I was in that position myself at one point, and I was I was balking. Um, but they still try, and they still love us. We we ha- we have got to uh, accept the fact that this is the best gift God gives us. Is is this guide who has our direct contact with the Godhead? So this is all good news. This is yet another way that we can be in close touch with our guides. Another way that they can come into our lives and give us guidance and help and healing. I can't get over that they're able to to point out diseases. Is it also is it only cancer or is it other kinds oh, of no. diseases too? Oh, we'll other talk. kinds, diabetes, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, there were diabetes, there was, um, uh, there was lung cancer, I guess that, that, that's cancer too. Uh, there were a number of other diseases that were not cancer that were in the first book, and this second book is going to have even more, and we're actually going to have animal communication in this second book. So we're, we're branching out a bit more. The first we'll book... Talk about the, you talk about the second book. I didn't know about the second book. This is breaking yeah. news here. Let's talk yeah, about um, uh, Well, the, the second book, I'm actually working the book proposal on right now. And I would love to have your story about your horse <laughs> visiting you in the dream. <laughs> one. It really is. Yeah, it was wonderful. In, in this second I'll, I'll book. And you. so this second book is going to focus a little bit less on cancer and a little bit less on breast cancer, although we do have breast cancer in there. And one of the things that we're focusing on is male breast cancer. We don't want to leave our our guys out. And a lot of them had dreams about breast cancer and went, what? Are you kidding me? I don't have breast cancer. I have these little tiny, teeny, tiny things. But yes, they did. So they're going to be in the book. Wow. Yes, yes. Uh huh. So you know we're we're going to have a lot of of not and not just diseases, but also guidance through dreams that were then validated in the earth plane, and that and that's the big theme through both of these books. And there's probably going to be a third book. Is it's not just that you're having a dream. It's that you're having a dream that is then validated one way or another on the earth plane, and that's what makes our books different from all the other books that are out yes. there. That's what, what sent us right into a bidding war right off the bat. Two weeks after the first pro- book proposal went out, we were in a bidding war with four publishing houses. How wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Because we have the validation. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think that that is breaking. What I love actually is as as the veil thins more, uh, we are breaking new ground in a lot of different areas, and this is another way we are. Um, mm-hmm. If if dreams are actually able to uh, uh, tell us things that we then find out later are true, and and we can independently validate, well, then dreams are a lot more serious stuff than anybody ever realized before. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And one of the know. chapters in the book that I, I found just absolutely fascinating, I mean, I, it just blows me away, and I'm not blown away easily, is the section that is Dreaming for Others, which was in our first book too, but it's going to be even bigger in this one. And in this section, people go to sleep, and let's say you go to sleep, and you have a dream for your husband. And it, and it doesn't have to be cancer. You could have a dream that says, you need to go get a blood test because you have bacteria somewhere, okay? Yeah, and, wow. and you tell him that, and he goes, yeah, I feel fine, and you insist, because, you know, you're his wife, you love him, and so you make a real pain in the butt of yourself until he goes. <laughs> I do that anyway. And when he goes, he finds that there is the very, very beginning oh, of yeah. a, a, an wow. infection that he picked up in some country four months ago, and because it, it was found so early, it's not a big deal. They just wipe it out. But those dreams I find absolutely fascinating. Very much so. Oh, yeah, that is really great. Is it primarily people, though, that you're really close to emotionally then that you would be dreaming for them? No, no. In the book, um, dream uh, the, the one that I just did with Dr. Larry Burke, Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Diseases, we have total strangers. One of the stories in the book is this woman who gets a who who met a guy in, at an event just you know met him shook hands and said hi well I, i'm from minnesota too and she has a dream that night of this guy's daughter that she didn't even know about comes into the dream and says you would you please send my dad an email because i know that this this whole classroom exchanged emails and tell him that on such and such a date at such and such a time he's going to have a heart attack and so i want him to be aware of it so that he doesn't die and she's so troubled by this dream that she sends him an email and she says she showed me your body and and there were you were turning like kind of green and you were perspiring and you dropped to your knees and he's reading this and he sends her back an email because I have the emails in the book. They're actually in the book. And he goes, well, um, you know, thank you very much, but uh. I feel fine. <laughs> and um, why would my daughter go and visit you in a dream and not me? And oh, by the way, I never told you about my daughter. How did you know? Oh, that should have wow. been an, an alarm yeah, from right there. Shivers. Well, exactly. on the date that she said, or about that time, all of a sudden, he starts sweating, and he starts shaking, oh, and he gee. drops to his knees, and he grabs a hold of the phone, calls 911 as he passes out, and they get there in time to put him on the paddles, and they bring him back from death three times. Oh, if he hadn't goodness. gotten the email from the total stranger, he would have died. But why didn't the daughter go to him? Because he didn't dream. Oh, okay. So if I have that problem, <laughs> someone will have to, 
Come to Edward or somebody else. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that is fascinating. You know, one of the things I love about what we do is that we keep learning new things every single time. And I think that's why people people tell me that they just love the people who are my guests, which I, I love my guests as well, because there's so much wonderful stuff that we have to learn. And, and the, you're, thank you so much for teaching us. All oh, this, these Thank you new for having things. me on here to do that. And for those people who are going, oh, that is just like too far out there. There's no way that that can happen. Go to your, your computer and research the Asclepian Dreaming Temples of ancient Egypt, which oh, was 6,000 years ago, and, and uh, Rome 4,000 years ago. We, they had temples where if you had a problem and you couldn't figure it out, you went oh. to the temple and you laid down on the hard floor next to a priest and the priest would dream your solution and dream your dream for you. And here's another really great one, Roberta. It's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Very so, yeah, there are dreams in the Bible. Oh, isn't mm-hmm. that fun? This is so much fun, don't you think? <laughs> oh, it is. I love it. I, could, I mean, I could do radio shows like this for four hours straight and, and just eat while I'm talking on the phone. That's how much I, I love it. You're very slick about that. Tell us, Cat. <laughs> tell us what your website is. Um, there's a couple ways you can get there. You can go uh, by um, Kathleen, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N, O'Keefe, O-K-E-E-F-E, Cannabis, K-A-N-A, V as in Victor, O-S as in Sam, dot com. Or you can just type in the queen of dreams because oh. I write for a number of magazines and my column is the queen of dreams. Oh, that's easy. So it'll take you right okay. to my website. That's perfect. Okay. Well, we are, and, and they can reach you through your website, right? If people want yes, to Yes, you can reach me. If you've got a dream and you're not sure what to do with it, send me an email. And uh, I'm actually on Dream Vision 7 radio network uh, every first and third Tuesday of the month. And people who send me emails, their dreams, I read them on the show and give them an interpretation for their dream or their dream question. If you don't have a dream, but you've got yeah. a question, I will answer it on the show. Yeah. We, we love dream vision seven radio seek reality is there as well. So, um, wonderful people, wonderful people doing God's mm-hmm. work in the world. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being with us. And unfortunately now we have to say goodbye everyone. This has been seek reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm delighted you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you really get that, it really will change everything in your life for the better. Next week, we're going to be seeing for the second time or maybe hearing from Rob Blackburn. Rob is a fascinating young man. I know him personally. He's such a delight. And he's that rarest of birds today. He's a developing physical medium. We thought there were no more left, that they all had died 100 years ago. Not so. Rob has for years been developing his gifts under the close guidance of our terrific, wonderful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. And I'm eager to share with you and to learn myself how he is progressing. This is a long process. So he's a very courageous young man that he's doing it. He's doing it for all of us. Some afterlife experts think that physical mediumship is going to be how we really are able to prove that human life is eternal. And if that's the case, I think Rob is going to be part of that solution. But in any event, he is a delightful and he's really very knowledgeable young man. He's a true friend of ours. So please join us next week.
This week, we've been talking with Kathleen O'Keefe Kavanaugh, or Cat for short, who's an expert on dreams and dream interpretation. And her book is Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Diseases. This is a new area for me, and it astonishes me that information given in dreams can diagnose some of our bodily ills before doctors can do it is amazing to me. There's a a vast store of mind power that we can access to some extent when we're here, but we have only a small, really minimal access to our vast eternal lives while we're in bodies. And one of the things that can happen when you're asleep is that your your spirit guides can use that greater part of your of your minds that otherwise you can't access to give you information you wouldn't get in any other way. Our guides can use dreams to communicate with us. Everything this is a whole new area of information and knowledge that we're only really, I think, beginning to better understand now. So bless Kat for being with us and we'll have her back again when her new book comes out. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't miss it. I can't wait. Next next installment. But as you all know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and soon The Fun of Loving Jesus. For young children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, which is a beautifully illustrated book. If you want to talk about any of my books or if you want to talk about anything at all, you always can contact me through the contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer every email. It can take me a few days. But as long as you give me your email address, you will get an answer from me. Past episodes of Seek Reality are on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of other places, including the wonderful Dream Vision 7 radio family. And more and more people tell me now that they listen through the Seek Reality app that you can find for free in the iTunes app store. And if you ever wonder where Seek Reality is available right now, just go to robertagrimes.com and click on the radio tab. If you enjoy these conversations, you might also want to check out my blog because we there, there's more space, frankly, in a blog. And Thomas is right there with me. He actually does the thinking and the writing. So we can go more deeply into some of these issues than we can do it just talking on the air. Um, if you're interested in these topics, I think you'll find that uh, the blog – on robertagrimes.com where there's something new every Sunday I think you might find that that will help you to think more deeply about your own life where it's going what's going on my role in your life is just to help you get to the truth in a few years time it took me five decades to get here I want most of all to help you arrive at the certainty that you are powerful indestructible eternal and perfectly loved within as little as a year or two, because then you can spend the rest of your life growing spiritually even more into the infinitely powerful divine being that in fact you already are. Living in perfect love eternally is the very happiest you can possibly be. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality. And please always, always know that you in particular are a powerful, eternal being. And you, most of all, are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. 